0: like you. The guys are gonna put the QR code back up on the screen, so feel free to grab your phone, get it out, uh, scan the QR code, and there's still plenty of time to be able to give to that Raise a Rescue campaign. We're gonna transition and move into a time with our speaker, uh, who is Pippa Baker. And if you weren't here yesterday, uh, Pippa is an amazing speaker. Wasn't she great yesterday? Yep, so can I welcome Pippa to the stage and also Isaac and Alex as well. So this is Isaac and Alex and they are from St. Marks in Armagh, is that right? Anybody from St. Marks in Armagh? A few of yous, a few of yous. Okay, so tell me what is the funniest thing that has happened to you at Summer Madness so far?
1: That's a tough one. Uh, I have no clue.
0: Nothing fun has (laughs) happened. (laughs) A lot though. Okay, I'll let you think about that. Okay, tell me uh, how many hours sleep did you get last night?
1: I'd say about five.
0: Five, that's pretty good, that's pretty good, yeah. Have you thought of anything funny? Did he do karaoke? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, karaoke. So we were singing, what was it Don't Stop Me Now? And then the guitar solo. So someone, I was just singing at the front, and then we didn't do anything during the guitar solo. And then someone just shouted up to me, it was like, oh, electric guitar. So then I started doing air guitar, and everyone starts screaming. So,
0: that's oh, so amazing. Love that. Did anybody see his performance? Yeah. A few people. A few people. Okay, so you guys are going to pray for Bippa. Uh,
1: God, we come to you this morning. We thank you for all you've done for us in our lives. We thank you for madness so far. We thank you for the week that it's been. We thank you for um, the speakers we've had so far and what they've said. Lord, we thank you that everyone here is here for a reason and that you can speak into their lives and you can change them. We thank you for the glorious weather we've had and that it's dead dry mostly apart from some rain. We thank you that you um, will pray and keep over us and look over us and look over everyone here and speak to them today through Pippa. Lord, I just really thank you for what Pippa said to us last night. I know it had a massive impact on me and loads around me. Um, Lord, please help us to break down those walls, rooms, caves and tombs and help us to listen to what she has to say today. May it speak to us, speak into our hearts and may we build our lives upon whatever she says. Lord, in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good job, guys. woo Give it up for those two men of God. Woo! Love it. Can I have those crates, please? That would be great. Um, Yesterday morning, Rachel Gardner encouraged us to speak to our neighbor about what animal could we single-handedly tape to a lamppost. So um, the lady sat next to me said ostrich. I thought was fantastic. Um, Speak to your neighbor for 15 seconds. Staying on the animal theme, if you could have the legs of any animal, what would it be? Have a chat with your neighbor. Lovely. Did anyone else go for tiger? I'd go for tiger. Beautiful. Orange legs. I think that'd be great. Um, it's wonderful to be here with you. Thanks for having me back. I had a great time last night. The Lord was on the move last night. He was doing some powerful things. And um, last night we looked at how the, Holy, how the Holy Spirit, how God changes us. And we looked at he changes us through us giving him permission, giving him permission to come in. He needs our permission. Um, But when we say yes, he always fills us with his presence. Giving God permission always leads to an infilling of his presence. Giving God permission always leads to an infilling of his presence. And you may have experienced that over the last 48 hours of summer madness. You may have had a deep encounter with the Lord. But I want to say to you that I felt overnight that there may be some people who are like feeling like, I haven't felt anything. Or like, I'm not feeling much when we're, we're experiencing ministry or in worship. When we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, when we give him permission, he always gives us his presence, even if we feel nothing. And as Christians, we build our life upon faith, not feelings. Can I get an amen? Amen! So today, I want to talk a bit more about living in the presence of God, living in the Holy Spirit, living aware of him with us. Because sticking on how God changes us, Man, he changes us by giving us his Holy Spirit. And there's so many ways that we can explain who the Holy Spirit is. But I really, really love the way that St. Paul explains it to his pal, Timothy. Just some context. We're going to read from 2 Timothy this morning. Um, a really small verse. St. Paul, you would well know, is that he was a missionary and he would travel all over and he had this incredible mission to plant churches, to start churches. And he created this like team of co-workers and Timothy, who this letter is to, was one of his friends and co-workers and Paul was super fond of Timothy. He was like a mentor to him. And um, this letter that we're going to read from this morning. 2 Timothy was, uh, funnily enough, St. Paul's second letter to Timothy. And this is Paul's final letter that he wrote. And it's really heartfelt. It's written from prison. And I reckon, you know, if it was your final letter and you think that you're probably going to die after that, you'd get, all it, you'd get the good stuff in, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd put all the good stuff in it. And so we're going to read from that he gives final instruction and encouragement to, to Timothy this morning. So if you open your Bibles to 2 Timothy 1.7, and it's just a really small passage here. 2 Timothy 1.7, and it says, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but the spirit of power, love and self-control God did not give us a spirit of timidity but of power love and self-control when I was praying about what the Lord wanted me to share this morning I felt God say he wants us to know that he has not given us a spirit of timidity but of power love and self-control so what does this tell us about who the Holy Spirit is well The Spirit of God is power, love, and self-control at work in our lives. And I felt that the Lord really wants us to know that there is more available to us today. It's actually a really simple Christian principle. There is more of God. He doesn't run out. This is good friends. We can go deep, 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 and we never get to the bottom there's always more. There's always more of his peace, joy, love, patience, goodness, his power, his love, and his self-control. And before you go like, oh, Pip, we just relax? It's the morning. Why do we need to talk about more of the Holy Spirit? Well, I would challenge that. Pentecost happened at 9 a.m. Anyone else up for Pentecost? I am. Just me. Fair enough. It reminded me of a trip. This idea of living in the presence of God, aware of his love, power, and self-control, At work in our lives, I travel a lot with my work, and I get trains a lot. And there was a stage last year where um, I just I kept missing trains, and kind of embarrassingly, I I was just like responding really badly to the fact that I was missing all these trains. I'd get really like anxious and frustrated and like angry with myself and saying silly things over myself which were not in line with God's truth. And there was one morning, I live in Sheffield, which is in the north of England, and I was going down to London for a meeting. And I booked a cab to take me down to the station. And my Uber canceled on me. And I knew that because of the fact that my Uber had canceled on me, I was gonna miss my train. And I thought, I I was reminded of this verse. God has given me a spirit of power, love, and self-control. So I just said a really simple prayer. I just said, Holy Spirit, I want to live different today. (laughs) I don't want to lose my rag. I don't want to give away my peace. I will peacefully and calmly book a new cab. So I booked another Uber, knowing that the next train I was going to get on, the next train to London, my ticket wouldn't be valid. But I thought, I'm just going to risk it. And so I, I sat down on this next train, illegally, and uh, I was praying, like Holy Spirit, like give give me a nice ticket inspector who would who would understand this, and because um, I couldn't really afford another train because they're super expensive down to London. Anyway, the doors are coming open, and here comes the train inspector. And uh, I said to him, you know, I got a bit of verbal diarrhoea. Oh, you know, I missed my train. And da 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 da. Guys, he was the nicest man in the world. He's like, don't you worry about it, love. He was from Yorkshire, if you didn't get that. And uh, oh, these things happen. And I just exclaimed, I said, thank you so much. I've been praying. I've been praying for a man like you. And then I think he thought that he'd kind of got, got in and how, you know, his, his luck had been good. And I was like, oh gosh, no. I mean, I mean I've been praying for a ticket inspector like you. Anyway, so I sat there. Two minutes later, this dude comes back and he's bumped me up to first class. So I'm like sauntering through, feeling really pleased with myself. Sit down in first class. He says, would you like a free coffee? Would you like a free biscuit? And I was like, oh, yeah, that that chocolate tiffin looks rather nice. On this chocolate tiffin, I lost it. It said, heavenly bakes. Honestly, I was like, if that's not proof that the Holy Spirit's at work in our lives, I don't know what is. Um... Honestly, though, like life doesn't always work out like this, right? We don't always get free coffee and first class tickets. But there was something so freeing about living aware of the Holy Spirit with me. Like about experiencing the power of that and not just like giving into over emotion or anger or anxiety and saying, Holy Spirit, calm." Fill me. Help me live differently. I had a stirring conversation with a girl in her early twenties not long ago. She's been a Christian her whole life, and uh, she was coming to me for advice. And she kept saying things like, "I just, I just need more peace. Um, my joy just comes and then it just goes. Um, I feel like really irritable. I'm really frustrated. I can't shake these self-critical thoughts." And as I was listening to her, my heart was like really hurting for her. I felt like, wow, yeah, I feel you. Sometimes life can just be really hard, can't it? And so I was praying and I was saying, Lord, I want, please give me your heart for her. Please, please give me words that will encourage her. And I felt the Holy Spirit's voice pierce my heart like an arrow. And I felt him say, she needs more of me. She needs more of me. And so I was able to continue this conversation and talk to her about who the Holy Spirit is and how we can be filled afresh with his presence every day. And and this was new to her. And it reminded me of an account that we read in the book of Acts, in Acts 19. And it's really interesting, this story that we read In this chapter of the Bible, which you'll know, is the story of after Jesus has ascended into heaven, it's the story of what all the apostles get up to. They're filled with the Spirit at Pentecost and they go out proclaiming the word of God and healings and miracles and signs and wonders follow them. And in this account in Acts 19, Paul has met two baptized believers. And he says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they said, We didn't even know there was a thing called the Holy Spirit. I think we have the greatest gift. As Christians, we have the greatest gift in us. The Holy Spirit, the presence of God. But so often we just live our lives not knowing that he's there. Not knowing he's there. It can can be either really easy to feel like, okay, yeah, I don't really know him and I'm not really fussed about that. Or to think like, actually, I've received all the Holy Spirit I need. That's fine. There is more. There is more for you. There is more for me. It is entirely scriptural that we would continue to receive the Spirit every day. In Ephesians, Paul says, go on being filled Don't just do it once, go on being filled in Acts. All those people who are at Pentecost, Luke tells us that there were numerous occasions of more and more and more of them encountering the Holy Spirit. There is more. And many of us maybe have not been told that before or maybe you have and for one reason or other you may not have responded. But I just want to testify this morning to some changes that have happened in my life when I have said, yes, Holy Spirit, I want more of you. Is that all right? I'm going to cover some things that have happened. We're talking about power to change. And the Holy Spirit and his grace has and is changing me. So um, as I'm saying these things, these changes I've seen in my life, You may experience this like, I want that. That's the Holy Spirit at work in your heart. (laughs) So if you experience that, just say, yes, Lord, I want more of you. Just say that as, as we're speaking this morning. Okay, so the first thing that I've experienced, this change in my life, is that God's word has come alive for me as I've said yes to more of the Holy Spirit, you may well have experienced this. It's like I'll read my Bible in the morning and I'll say, Holy Spirit, help me read your word. And it's like it's been written for me. Have you experienced that before? It's like, what the heck? That speaks right into my situation. That's the Holy Spirit giving me revelation. God's word has come alive for me. Another fruit, another Change in my life is that I've experienced more desire and hunger for God to pray, to go to church, to go to Mass. Like, I want to go to Mass now. I want to worship God. I want to pray. I'm experiencing this in my life. Talk about power to change. Guys, I can't tell you, this is a miracle. <laughs> there was a time when I really did not want to pray. And the fact that I can stand here and say, I love to pray. Wow. That's the Holy Spirit's work in my life. We talked a bit about this last night. But things like that used to kind of, I was addicted to, they've just like lost their grip. My urges, they just lost their grip. Sinful tendencies with the Holy Spirit can, it's just less of a struggle in the Holy Spirit, my friend Max says, snuggle, don't struggle. I love that. Snuggle into God, don't struggle. Beautiful. This is, a, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Power, you have received the Spirit of God. Power, love, self-control. And this is big for when we get home, right? You don't just receive the Holy Spirit today. Next month, when you're struggling with this thing in your life, Holy Spirit, fill me and he will help you. There's been a real battle of fear in my life. I mentioned last night about anxiety, but just generally just feeling really afraid of so many things. All glory to God, I've done things in my life I never thought I would. I've become braver in things that I never thought I could because of the Holy Spirit's work in my life. God has started to speak to me for other people. We call this the gift of prophecy. And this is often what happens when we receive more of the Holy Spirit, we can hear his voice really clearly. Um, Last November, I bought a car from a priest, 800 quid Ford Fiesta, yes. And um, that's really cheap if you don't know about cars. Anyway, I was on the, um, the train and um, I was writing him a thank you letter for um, for this car, and as I was writing um, this letter to this priest, I just felt the Lord kind of interrupt my flow and just say, "I want to give him a word of encouragement and so I prayed for him, and uh, I felt the Lord say that he wanted to bless, it was around Christmas time or coming up to Christmas time, he really wanted to bless this priest's experience of Christmas. And I sensed that this priest was used to having like a super stressful, pretty sad Christmas and how this year God wanted it to be different. And he was giving him new grace to experience Christmas in a new way. So I just said, I'm praying for you, wrote this thing. He texts me later on. And he said, it was amazing um, that word you had for me, Pip. He said, Christmas is indeed exceptionally difficult for me. In fact, over the last five years, I haven't put up a tree. I've never put up decorations. And just the week before, he had promised himself that this year it would be different. (laughs) Can I get an hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh right, it it was amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. I find this stuff exciting, you guys. It's all right. I'm cool. we just being the only one excited. There was another time when I was um, ministering at a conference, and I was really like drawn to pray for this um, young woman, and I had a picture of her eating uh, skittles, which are like these little sweets, and they all have different colours. And I saw her put these skittles into different like colour colour piles. And I didn't really know what it meant, but I just felt the Holy Spirit was really prompting me to share it. So I said, I've got this picture of you. She had like a jaw-to-floor moment. She was like, Skittles are my favorite sweet, and I always make color piles. <laughs> I just said to her, I think the Lord wants you to know that he sees every part of your life. He, he cares. He, like, cares about how you eat your sweets. Isn't that beautiful? More of the Holy Spirit has, has given me the gift of prophecy. And, and St. Paul tells us to earnestly desire the gift of prophecy. This is the work of the Lord in my life. I've experienced, by saying more of the Holy Spirit, I've experienced a confidence of being able to actually talk about my faith with my mates. <laughs> I've like been able to leave stuff like this and go, yeah. I was at Summer Madness. Yes, I really, I encountered God. Yeah, I love Jesus. I've like been able to, I don't want to hide my faith anymore. I want to tell everyone I can about God. And this has grown and it's a journey. But this is the Holy Spirit's work in my life. As I've said yes to more of the Holy Spirit, I've seen hearts healed. I've seen minds healed. I've seen bodies healed. There was an experience where I was at a conference and I wasn't even speaking, I was just in the audience, and um, the guy on the mic was telling this story about how he had prayed for someone's back, and it had been healed, completely healed, praise Jesus, thank you Lord, and um, the, the, the room was so filled with the presence of God as he was testifying to this. <laughs> And the faith of people was like, whoa, God can do stuff like that. Like the faith was rising so much that there was a dude in the audience who had a really bad back. Just by hearing the story, he was healed. We didn't even pray for healing. It was the presence of God that healed him. I then went to a conference the following week. I told this story on the mic about how some guy had been healed in the audience. As I was telling the story... The faith was rising. The presence of God was filling the room. Someone else's back was healed. It was like dominoes. It was amazing. This is the presence of our God. He is our healer. The presence of God changes things. And he is with us. And he wants to give us more of himself. But all of these things, you know, I they don't even come close to the greatest fruit, the greatest change in my life, which is I am realising slowly but surely that God really, really, really loves me. And God really, really, really loves you. And the Holy Spirit is the one who allows us to live loved, to know that we are deeply loved and cherished. In Romans 5, it says that the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. As we ask for more of the Holy Spirit, we know we're loved. We know we're sons, we know we're daughters, we know we're kids, and it is wonderful This movement of the Holy Spirit, this infilling of his power and his love and his self-control is for us. It is for now. And I think that we need to be reawakened to the power of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. So how do we get more? How do we get more of the Holy Spirit who is the one who fills us with these things? I propose just like a really simple Movement to our daily lives. And it includes prayer and following God. Prayer and following God. Okay. So, prayer. Jesus promises in Luke 11 that the Father is so generous. He is, like, desperate to give his Holy Spirit... To anyone who asks, to anyone who asks, but do we ask? (laughs) Do we ask every day for more of the Holy Spirit? You know, because I don't need more of the Holy Spirit just at Summer Madness. I sure do, Lord. I need more of you right now. (laughs) But I need more of the Holy Spirit next Thursday morning, I need more of the Holy Spirit next Friday night when I'm out with my pals who don't know know Jesus. And all I need to do is ask. And prayer, prayer is like the way that we get into more of the asking. I really want to encourage you in your prayer lives. I really want to encourage you. If you haven't got a rhythm of prayer of just a time set aside for you and the Lord. Think about it. Speak to your youth leader about it. This will be what sustains you. This will be what means that your faith doesn't peter out and you get stronger and stronger and stronger in God. And when you're investing in your prayer life, guys, ask for more of the Holy Spirit. That is what I do every morning. I just say, Holy Spirit, fill me up. Fill me up and we really can have this dynamic relationship with god every day in prayer and then from this place we can we can really start to follow the holy spirit we can start to like observe where he might want us to go like if if we fall in love with god's presence and we're aware of him we we will be sent out you know we can start to sense who he wants us to speak to, how he wants us to speak, what to say, how to act. And I call this responding to God's nudges of love. That's nice, isn't it? (laughs) Nudges of love, like these little nudges, just as I'm living my daily life, just a little nudge. And you may well have experienced this. They're they're little little movements. Sometimes the touches are quite delicate. They're quite silent. And that's why we do need to start getting used to a bit of quiet time with God. Um, and often it could be that we get these little nudges. One massive way is like to pray. So if I haven't done my prayer time yet, I just get this little nudge, just being like, come, come to me, <laughs> pray, just like a little nudge in the ribs. Or, or not to sin. If I'm in an environment where I could sin, or I could not sin, I'll get this little nudge. Pip, I've got more for you. Walk away. Walk away. You may well have experienced that. I'm confident that many of you have. But this can be deeply evangelistic. It could be that like, we're walking down the street, we just get this little nudge. Go and speak to that homeless man. Go and smile at him. Or like a friend might pop into our minds, and we'll be thinking haven't thought about that person in ages. Why am I thinking about him? And then you think, oh, I'll pray for them or I'll reach out to them. Just this little nudge of love. And I just really want to encourage us. Listen to the Holy Spirit. What's he saying to you? He could well say, right, I want you to go to Haiti and to serve the poor. But it might be that he just wants you to pay attention to someone at college a bit more. And, and I think when we follow, we get into this movement of following the Lord, which is absolutely available to us. Sometimes we think, oh, if God's calling me, I have to have these like, really serious faith conversations with people. And like, we have to go up to people and say, thus says the Lord. <laughs> that would be so weird. Please don't do that. Um, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Let's look at Jesus. Like One of my favorite stories in the Bible is John 4. When Jesus goes to Samaria, you'll know the story of the woman at the well. This is so deeply radical that a Jew would go through Samaria. And the Bible tells us that Jesus never did anything that he didn't see the father do. So I reckon that morning, Jesus got a little nudge from the father. (laughs) Go to Samaria, son. So he goes to Samaria. He meets this woman, this outcast woman. And he doesn't say to her... Have you thought about your eternal destiny? Does he? No. He doesn't say that. He starts where she's at. He says, can I have a glass of water? That's what he says. And he has this conversation with her. The conversation doesn't stay on water. The conversation progresses and they talk about worship. But really, she then sees something different in him. And this life in the spirit... People will see a difference in you. People will be like, that guy, he's, like, he's patient, way more patient than he ever was. She is so much kinder because they'll see the Holy Spirit in you. I just want to tell you a couple of stories about how I have tried to follow Jesus, tried to follow these little nudges of love from the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to pray. Um, I do this pretty poorly, but I'm trying to pray every day to be filled with the Spirit and then to be sent out to follow him. Um, One was, um, I was in Sheffield and I was looking for somewhere to live with me and my pal. And we, I'd seen a flat I didn't really like. And I was just walking along the road and I was kind of like semi-praying. I was kind of thinking about God, but I also was kind of thinking like, oh, that dog's really cute and like, what am I going to have for dinner? And uh, anyway, I was just walking down the high street, and I felt this like little nudge, It's like Holy Spirit, just a little voice, say, go into that student accommodation place. And I know I look 19, <laughs> but I haven't, <laughs> that was a joke, um, but I haven't been a student for a long time. So I was like, Lord, please, please don't make me go into a student accommodation place. It's like, go into that student accommodation place. So I went in, and I said, Hello. I'm not a student, and I'm not particularly interested in renting student accommodation. (laughs) This lady looked at me like, what the heck is this girl on? Anyway, I just said, do you have anything that's appropriate for two young professionals? She said, oh, well, we do have one property. It's not on the market yet, but um, they've just put a new log burner in. Yeah, that piqued my interest. So I was like, "Oh, that sounds lovely. Can I have a little look around?" She said, "Well, like I say, it's not on the market yet, um, but I could call the landlord." I said, "Excellent. When you speak to him, tell him I'm free now." <laughs> In my mind, you don't ask, you don't get. Anyway, lo and behold, half an hour later, we were looking around the property. Praise you, Lord! And it's actually a three-bed house and there's just two of us that live there so she took us into the third she took me into the third room and she said well you know this could be like your walk in wardrobe or your study and i said to her oh yeah we're christians so this will probably our prayer room and she was so funny she was like all that Like, like, clearly never heard anyone say this would be our prayer room. Praise God. And then we took it off the market before it was even in the market. Praise the Lord. Yes. Like, this little nudge. I could have ignored it. I could have gone like, nah, just my imagination. Or I could have gone, all right, this could be the Lord. I'll follow it. Sometimes... Sometimes this like following the nudges of the Lord, it's such a wild life. <laughs> it's such a wild life in the spirit. But sometimes we don't necessarily get nudges. Sometimes the Lord just open wide doors that he wants us to walk through. You may well have experienced this. Um, a few weeks ago in April, um, I'm not a massive snooker fan, but I moved to Sheffield and like, apparently snooker like, do we love snooker? Like three people, cool. Um, I've actually become a big fan (laughs) because my friend works for World Snooker Tour and we went to um, a semi-final. Anyway, because he works for the tour, he got us into this like back room where there was fancy places where you could have cheese and wine or whatever. We sat there, me and my friend and the guy that works for World Snooker Tour. We get talking to these two guys. They were actually from Dublin and um, they were, woo! And... (laughs) I'm going to Dublin tonight! Yay! Um, woo! Biggest cheer of the room, um, and then yeah. So God talking to these guys, and they were clearly out for a good night, and um, they were like talking, talking, talking. And I could hear what my friend talking to one of them. His name was Paul, and I could hear her trying to like mention Jesus. She's a great evangelist, just trying to kind of evangelize a little bit. She's she's oh yeah, well we're Christians. <laughs> I oh, was so sorry for her. He literally laughed in her face. He went, we're Christians. I was like, oh, bless her. It was really embarrassing. Anyway, they were talking, talking, talking. And he kept, they kept saying like, where are you going for drinks tonight? Like, can we go out, come out? Let's like, what's the crack, whatever. And um, so I said, "I got, to be honest, I didn't really want to hang out with these dudes. I was like, no, I find them a little bit frustrating, and so I evaded the topic, the, the details. I was like, oh, I'm not sure, not sure. Anyway, watched the semi-final, came out of the hall, hundreds of people there, and who who do we literally fall into? But Paul and his mate. I was like, as soon as we walked into them, I just noticed. Ah, okay, I don't want to hang out with these guys, but maybe the Lord wants me to. So I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, let's do this. So they were like, where are you going for a drink? We went for a beer. I'm having a chat with the guy who had laughed in my friend's face. Turns out that um, he was a Catholic and he mentioned that he'd been baptized and he was raised a Catholic. And I said, oh, cool, I'm a Catholic. And um, anyway, I just said like, what do, you, what do you make of it? What do you make of God? And he was like, I'm not really sure, to be honest, um, before the 25th of March this year, I wouldn't have thought anything. But after the 25th of March, I'm suddenly a little bit more like my interest is peaked. And I was like, wow, okay, what happened on the 25th of March? Turns out he had this huge cycling accident and um, like really, really, really serious. He had like a ventricle in his heart that had been blocked or whatever. And he was like, I can't really believe it. I didn't break any bones. I didn't even really have any bruises on my body. And he said these words. He was like, I just feel like I'm being invited to change my perspective. I was like, okay, Lord. I didn't need a nudge. The door was like wide open for me. I was like, that's really interesting, Paul. I said, I've had an experience a bit like that where I felt like my, uh, there was this invitation for me to change my perspective. And I told him about how I'd met Jesus and how Jesus had really changed my life. We then had an interesting conversation about why Jesus, not other religions. And he then said, I'm, I'm not meaning to be rude, but could you be wrong? I said, no, that's a fair question. I said, yeah, I could be wrong. But the thing is, I haven't signed up to just like a life of rules, or I'm not like just engaging in debates, I've met someone. I've met Jesus. And the change in my life, (laughs) that's enough of a testimony for me to know that God is real. Anyway, basically, we're in this really crowded bar, but I just felt the Holy Spirit just give me a nudge to pray for him. So I said to him, Paul, can I just say a really quick prayer for you? He was super open. He was like, Sure. So I just said, I'm going to lay a hand on your your shoulder, just say a quick prayer, just literally said, thank you Jesus for Paul come into his life, may he know that you love him and then he literally, he was like this Whoa. after I prayed I was like, you're right Paul, he was like what just happened I was like, oh that's the Holy Spirit <laughs> and he was like, I feel so much peace, I was like yeah. <laughs> he then said to me, "Pepper, you've done so much for me. Can I pray for you? I was like, yeah, isn't that amazing? So I was like, yeah, sure. He said, I don't really know how to do that. I said, okay, no problems. I said, I'll stand here. You put your hand on my shoulder and you just speak from the heart. He then said the most beautiful prayer. He said, God, I don't really know you. I think this might be the beginning of something. Please give Pippa all the good things. <laughs> After we prayed that prayer, he was even more flabbergasted. He was like, Whoa! <laughs> I was like, You're right, Paul. He was like, That was really from the heart. I was like, Praise God. It was hilarious. Like, we went back to his friends, and his mates were like, Pallet. Are you, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He had met someone more than me. <laughs> Just meeting me would do nothing for him. But he met the spirit of God. He met Jesus Christ who is alive and wants to be in relationship with him. This is what it's like to be filled with the spirit and be sent out in his power. And this can be for you. I do not have this down. I make mistakes all the time. I ignore God's nudges all the time. Sometimes I just barge my way in, in my own strength. But I am learning that the Holy Spirit really can change us. And then we can partake in changing the world through his power. We do not need to have it all worked out. We don't need to be particularly talented. We don't need to be excellent or articulate or extroverted. You just need to be you. And the Holy Spirit will come into your heart and he will make you more you. He will make you more alive. This is good news and it can be every day. So we just pray and we follow. Pray and follow each day. We're going to pray now for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. Will you stand with me?